just to really be able to reflect and say, hmm, what things, where do I find myself too often? What what things, what products, what websites or apps am I just on too much without actually producing any output or worth, right? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host, Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe, and what we have here is a community to give local voices a public platform of shared ideas, knowledge, and perspectives. These podcast series in particular will contain stimulating and engaging discussions while keeping positive energy and good vibes. So who's trying to vibe out? Hopefully, anybody who likes to feel good, seeing as that's what today's Thursday Thoughts is about. It's the dopamine detox. And dopamine is particularly the hormone or neurotransmitter that makes us feel good. So first of all, shout out Andrew Kirby. He's a YouTuber. And uh, he was the one that showed me the dopamine detox. So I'm going to go into detail with what that is and how my attempt at the dopamine detox uh, went the first time. I'm definitely going to try it again. And so I hope by the end of this episode, if you're listening and you'd like to try it, that'd be great. I'd love to do it at the the same day as, as all of us who want to attempt it. But, you know, I hope you learn about it in this episode and then it seems of interest to you. When I started with the podcast, right, I used to think these Thursday Thoughts episodes were the most challenging to record because I'm really just talking out of my own opinion. And that brings a level of like vulnerability, right? Every series really, though, is is tough in its own regard. You know, Feature Fridays, I'm trying to bring out the best and, and steer great conversations with people, right? And that takes a level of interviewing, connecting, and just ultimately listening. Psych Saturdays, you know, it's tough to take research and package it up so it's really clearly communicated for all levels of interest and all levels of education. But then there's these like free-for-alls where like Topic Tuesdays and Thursday Thoughts where it's really just my perspective, my opinion. But I have to say through throughout this halfway mark we're at in the season, I've realized that there's really a lot of value in forming an opinion and then like having the power or platform just to share it, right? I feel like I've, I have I get to learn about topics. Uh, I get to process them, see how I relate to and understand certain ideas. And then I get to, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to communicate them with y'all in the hopes that you can take something from these kinds of episodes. And so... I want to start by explaining dopamine and other neurotransmitters because I think there's a lot of misinformation around them. I want to explain the dopamine detox, like I said, and why it exists. You know, there's pros and cons of everything. So let's look at both sides of the equation before we reach our final you know, conclusion, right? I also want to explain um, why I wanted to try it and then my experience with the detox. And if I, if it helped or if it didn't help at all right but before we start y'all already know i gotta say thank you i gotta express my gratitude for for you guys for listening whether you're a day one or a day two or a day 56 follower right you're here 
And I and I appreciate that you're here making the time, whether you're walking, whether you're driving, drive safe, okay, if you're driving, focus on the road, uh, whether you're laying down or sitting on a chair, anywhere, right? Just, you know, and um, and always, yeah, you know, let me know you listen to it. Let me know if you, if you learn something or if you're interested in doing the dopamine detox with me, because the more people we have, the better accountability we'll be able to have within this community. So if we try it at once, all the people trying it will be able to help and uplift each other. And as always, you know, share the podcast with people you think would be interested in this topic, for example, this dopamine detox, whether you have friends who are interested in psychology or you think are, you know, maybe they could use a detox from their day-to-day lives. So yes, thank you. And without further ado, let's get into it. So before we get into the dopamine detox per se, we need to understand something, okay? And I'm sure you understand it, but I just need to explain it. We are in the age of information overload, okay? And now, we, because you know a lot of people are at home because of the pandemic and everything, we are more online now than I think ever. And in some cases, it's useful, right? It is. For example, all the footage of police brutality that people get, that people see and and share, and we're able to make a change or try to make a change because it's more evident, right? Everyone is uniting through social media, sharing posts, sharing perspectives. So people are becoming more aware of their impact this way, and that's a and that's a good thing. That's social media. It's like a tool. It connects us and highlights things we need to see, right? On the other hand, we need to understand that, you know, a lot of companies, products, services, everything from Facebook and Instagram to video games, Netflix, right? They know about dopamine. They know about the habit forming loops, right? This is why there are like buttons. And they know when they make video games to have rank systems and rewards and experience given so frequently. They know that they should release entire seasons of shows at once because people binge watch now more than ever. Okay, my point is they know what they're doing to you. So if you know as well, if you know exactly what they're doing and their tricks, now you're on their level. And the choices that you make afterwards, um, I'm sure, will be more purposeful, conscious, and ultimately just better for you. And again, I got to shout out Andrew Kirby because he shined a light on all these situations for me. So check out his YouTube channel. I don't know him at all, but I'm telling you, just I learned a lot from his um, videos. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But I want to take a sec to, you know explain a lot of these hormones and neurotransmitters this isn't this isn't the psych saturdays but i gotta get into a little bit of uh, knowledge so that when we go forward you kind of know what i'm talking about and it's just knowledge in general so it's good for you okay (laughs) first of all these neurotransmitters dopamine serotonin all the ones we'll talk about they don't act independently Okay, I'll go over a few that are related to emotions and feelings. And a lot of these different hormones and chemicals, 
they get thrown around a lot in popular literature. Everything from TV, movies, even music, right? I think they're misunderstood. I think so. And, and to be fair, researchers are still learning more and more about them all the time. Let's start with social. Let's start with more social hormones and chemical processes, okay? For example, how about oxytocin? the love hormone that they call it and it's a neurotransmitter okay for women um, it's heavily involved in the birth process right from signaling contractions in the womb to promoting lactation once uh, the baby's born in men it's it's been said to affect the production of testosterone but in general oxytocin is released during sex sexual arousal it's associated with warmth trust and fidelity, and even anxiety and stress, right? This is a very social interaction specific um, hormone, okay? Have you ever heard of Zoom call fatigue? A lot of researchers and and news news stations and um, journals and stuff, they, they kind of highlighted this, this new experience where people are just extra tired from you know, increased Zoom calls or online meetings. The reason why is because less oxytocin is being produced because these are online meetings, right? So you don't get the same chemical reaction as you do when you're when you have real life in person social interactions. Okay, and it's the same with video games or other online interactions. It's not the same. So right away we can see that some of these chemicals and these hormones have to do with social interactions okay endorphins okay the word endorphin comes from putting together the word endogenous which means the body from within the body and morphine which is an opiate pain reliever so and this is according to healthline.com so in other words endorphins got their name because they're natural pain relievers for the body okay and if you know about endorphins you'll know they're part of the natural reward system, right? They're related to important activities. So they make us feel good, but they're related to activities like eating, drinking, and especially physical activities. It's really good to increase your endorphins because what they'll help do is alleviate depression, reduce stress and anxiety. They'll even boost self-esteem and reinforce social attachments. And there's other ways, you know, you can boost it by exercise, sex, meditation, dancing, just movement, right? But also, there's been research that shows it can be boosted by creating art, drinking wine, even laughing, or watching a TV drama, or eating something spicy. I know there's all these studies that prove these things, so trust me, you can boost your endorphins a lot of ways. So endorphins, oxytocin, these are, I would... I would call these more social hormones because a lot of these things come from social interactions. And then there's more bodily hormones, which do more for your mind and your body than anything else. And I'll just, I'm just going to mention a few here. Number one is serotonin, right? We've heard this word a lot and it does a lot of things for us. I'm not even going to break down all the things it does for our bodies, but it does play a role in mood and emotions as a lot of us know. But really, 90% of the body's serotonin is in the gut. So let's re let's reassess this and realize this this hormone, this neurotransmitter, is really more 
towards your bodily functions like digestion, appetite, hormonal activity, and sleep and wake cycles, right? If we shift over to dopamine, our final and you know most important uh, neurotransmitter of this podcast, this is a chemical messenger to feel good. It's the feel good hormone. It's the number one. I think it's the one everyone really knows about the most. But the difference between this one and other neurotransmitters I've mentioned, first of all, where these hormones are produced in the brain is different. And as we can see, it's also what activities are involved in the production of certain chemicals and hormones. One of the most known uses of dopamine is it plays a role in the brain's pleasure and reward center, okay, especially with motivation. And Andrew Kirby broke this down well in one of his videos. It's, it's, a, it's kind of like a two-step um, process, like a habit-forming loop. So something you do makes you feel good, which is a reward. But the other action is the craving and motivation towards doing it again, right? And this is how addiction occurs, really, basically, right? This is why people eat a lot of sugar in one sitting or play video games for extended hours doing drugs, or even watching TikToks, Instagram memes, or YouTube videos just repetitively. In other words, dopamine reinforces the association between a stimulus and the reward. So it feels good when you're doing something that gives you dopamine. Even if, even before you get the rewarding feeling, you're already releasing dopamine. So it's very, I would say it's a very addictive feeling, and it's one of those neurotransmitters that we don't realize how much we are satisfying our brains. Our brains just want to feel good. So that leads to the dopamine detox, right? I saw this video on YouTube and there was a video where he kind of made a case for what it is, why it's important. So, you know, Andrew was saying dopamine is, is digital heroin, right? He had a lot of claims and you know they 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 make sense right people want to be productive but there's a difference between watching like consuming content that's all about you know self-help personal growth personal motivation but there's a difference between that and actually going and producing it and like he said like i said before when you are faced with two options like for example he, he said in this video carrot a carrot and chocolate these two things are in front of you nine times out of ten you're going to choose the chocolate why because it gives you more dopamine right chocolate is a better choice for your brain so your brain wants the dopamine now like i said before endorphins oxytocin these kinds of hormones come from a lot of physical and social interactions but a lot of the things we do a lot of the choices we make come down to just satisfying our brain and so the chocolate might not be better for us, but we'll go for it anyways. And, you know, I've also, you know, looked up the dopamine detox in terms of actual research and seen if it kind of has any merit. And there's a professor, uh, Kim Hellemans, a neuroscience researcher at Carleton University in Canada. And they said, you know, we could all serve to unplug every once in a while. So, for example, this dopamine fasting but um, but Professor Hellman said was to attribute any perceived benefits 
to reduce dopamine levels is an oversimplification and really a misrepresentation of the complexity of the nervous system. So in other words, it's really hard to measure that you're reducing dopamine by by detoxing, right? It's, it's hard to measure. So that being said, it's important to know if you try a dopamine detox, what it means towards you. So there's a lot of self-reflection that goes into this. And so about this self-reflection, right? I had to, before I actually did the dopamine detox, I had to think about, okay, what in my life am I addicted to, or I don't know, what things do I do for too long? You know, when you're sitting there and you're like on Instagram and you're just scrolling, you're just looking at memes and then you you catch yourself, you realize like, why am I doing this for so long? Like I could, I got things to do. Why am I doing this, right? I think that's an instance where, for example, for me, I, re- I realize, hmm, I think I'm just trying to reward myself with dopamine even though I don't really need to. You know what I mean? Or for example, when I eat a bunch of sugar, sugary stuff or chocolatey things, I have such a sweet tooth. But you only crave sugar when you eat it. It creates bacteria in you that makes you want more sugar. So that means you're just, that's that loop that habit forming loop that I mentioned of dopamine where it's like you do something that feels good your brain just wants to keep feeling good so I'll just keep eating sugary stuff sometimes without stopping what else I mean I used to play video games so much guys if you if you know me you know I've played so much RuneScape in my past um, so much Call of Duty where it actually affected like my lifestyle like you know, like those nights where like you wouldn't even like brush your teeth or more, like or like I would like stop hanging out with my friends as much just to play video games. Like it got it got pretty it got pretty intense. Right. And and again, I think that's an instance of dopamine where you're you're just you're caught in this loop where it feels good. But that's just your for your brain. Like there's no oxytocin. You know what I mean? Because you're not connecting in real life with people. Endorphins not not really because you're not really you're not doing anything to your body so a lot of these activities as i'm trying to you know make clear to you guys is a lot of these activities are just for our brain to feel good and i'm giving you examples of my life personally because when i saw the dopamine detox i was thinking okay what aspects of my life do i need to cut down on in order to make, you know, to have more time to be more productive. And so this reflection for me really helped me realize the value in the dopamine detox. So if you're listening to this, which you are, but if, if you're hearing this and thinking and starting to think about what things in your life that you do too, for too long, just you sit there and just watch like 10 20 youtube videos you know you're just caught in like you click in the next one the next one like they know there's algorithms we all know right they pull you in they keep you in so if you realize that you kind of want to make more time then this dopamine detox is good for you just to try it's just an opportunity to learn about yourself so we see that the research says you know there's no way to really measure you're, that you're getting less dopamine, but truly 
if you make it, if you understand why you're doing it, like your intentions behind trying to stop certain activities, I think you'll find some value. So let me go into detail now that we have all this said, let me go into detail about what the dopamine detox is and how we're going to implement it together on a specific day. So there are three ways you can do this. Uh, according to Andrew Kirby, there are three levels of, I guess, like challenge, like three levels of the dopamine detox that you can try. There's beginner, intermediate, and there's time theorist. And the time theorist one is the hardest one. Okay, don't don't try that. Just don't because you have to. What what he said in the video is you want to choose a a level that is hard enough where it'll actually challenge you, but it's not too hard where you're not going to be able to do it and then you fail and then you feel like there's no point. So for me, the first time I tried the intermediate. Let me break down. It's the, the picture does it more justice so you'll have seen the picture hopefully by the time you watch this but for all three cases for all three levels of difficulty no phone no computer no gaming no porn masturbation no drugs and no stimulating food so that's no matter what you can't do those things so your whole day is compromised that's why this detox is you got to choose a day where like you can put all your 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 work all your social interactions to the side seriously so your whole day is going to be a day of just reflection for the beginner you're, you're still allowed to drink coffee okay you can talk to people you can read books listen to music food journal walk exercise you can do those things the intermediate this is the one i i tried when i when i first my only and first attempt and for the intermediate you you can only eat food, journal, walk, and exercise. So you can't drink coffee when or tea, and I drink coffee every day. Can't talk to people. You can't even read books or listen to music. So you're really in silence the whole day. And the time theorist, <laughs> the time theorist is so messed up, guys. It's it's It seems impossible, but I wanna get there. I wanna try it once. You cannot do anything i mentioned previously so you're sitting there all day by yourself basically meditating you're just stuck in in jail basically you can't do anything you can't even eat stimulating food well i guess you can eat but you can't eat stimulating food so you can sit eat food drink water and just be by yourself all day so i would not suggest that to anybody i think you should try the beginner or the intermediate depending on how how many obligations you have in the day and how realistic you see yourself doing this. So let, so let me explain my experience with it and then maybe that'll help you guys um, realize what you, which level you wanna try, if at all. So luckily, I because I was allowed to journal in the intermediate, I did write down how I was feeling during the day. I had a feeling it would come into handy. So here I am, as I explain, as I read what I wrote this day. And I wrote, I wrote down first entry, a few hours after I woke up, so far I've eaten breakfast, gone on a 20, 30 minute walk, made an entry in my gratitude jar, ate some more and meditated for a few minutes. So far I haven't checked my phone, laptop, 
talked to anybody, drank coffee, or eaten anything sugary. How do I feel? Pretty relaxed. Not anxious at all. Just pretty calm. But I have a feeling it's going to be a long day. (laughs) And that was the end of my first entry. I guess a few hours later, here I am, second entry. Still don't know what time it is. See, because... Yeah, you can't use your your phone, your computer. If you have an alarm clock, that's awesome. Uh, I didn't have one. So I don't know what time it is, it is, or even the weather. I'm looking at the sun and guessing it's around 7.30. So far, I've only peeked at my phone twice. <laughs> there you go. But I haven't opened any notifications or anything. Also, I did drink a Fresca with my dinner. So it is sugar-free, but like that's still cheating in a sense. So I kind of messed up, but here we go. Here's the rest of it. Zero calories, but I know I shouldn't have. Oh well, I think I'm doing pretty well overall. About to go on another another walk. I'll probably come home and meditate, talk to my plants, get into bed as early as I can. So that was my my experience with it, and it was not it was not easy. It was a tough day. It was a long day, but I will say I was so calm. And the next day when I was on my phone and my computer and drinking coffee and talking to people and listening to music, everything felt so good. Like I really appreciate the value of all these things that make me feel, that reward me, right? So I would say try it, but I would say try the beginner. I'm gonna try the beginner by myself Um, probably in the next week or two, definitely before I go back to work and life gets a little more hectic for me, but I'm going to try the beginner and then I'm going to try to choose a day for anyone who listened to this for us to try it together. And at that point, I will try the intermediate again. I will try to challenge myself once I've successfully completed the beginner. So if you, if you've listened to this episode and you're interested in trying like i said let me know that you're thinking about it and we'll have to choose a day that kind of makes like that kind of works for everybody who wants to try so really the less people who want to try the easier this will be but realistically i want everybody to at least consider the benefits of something like this just to really be able to reflect and say hmm what things where do i find myself too often what what things what products what websites or apps am i just on too much without actually producing any output or worth right so i hope you enjoyed i hope you enjoyed learning about i mean hormones neurotransmitters and dopamine specifically i hope you check out andrew kirby on on youtube and I hope you have made some connections with what I'm saying and your own experiences. And if you want to try the detox, like I said, message me. We will go from there. And yeah, that's that's all I wanted to do this episode is really just talk about that. So I hope you enjoyed. hope you enjoyed this episode of Thursday Thoughts. You know, thank you for keeping up. Thank you for sharing the podcast and supporting me. And, you know, liking the podcast, rating it on on Apple and Spotify. And, yeah, just being here with me and with our community. So until next time, this has been Vibing Out with Texany. 
is your host, Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe, and I'm signing out. Peace.